It's a new day. Yes, it is. Wakey, wakey. Time to get up. Good morning, citizens. Open at them. Fresh and shine. This is your wake-up call, people. Come on, the coffee's on. We're going to get you guys circulating on Christian radio. I understand young people. I know what's hip. I know what's on. I know what's lit. I know what's fleet. What's up, my nerds? Nerds! I work with a bunch of nerds. I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Rise and shine, nerds. Welcome to the Back Row Morning Show, a part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network and the official exclusive morning show for LTN Radio. I'm Radio Matt. I'm the station manager for LTN Radio. I'm a third-generation radio dude and a lifelong nerd. Uh, my cohort in morning show business, Mo, uh, she is out of town. She, she and her family took a big old trip. Big old trip. Uh, which some of you might have seen me kind of accidentally spoil because I didn't know it was a surprise and her son was watching our live stream last week. <laughs> but uh, they went, they had fun. I think they're on their way back as I'm recording this. Uh, so we will hear from Mo again next week. Uh, so today we're going to do kind of something a little different, a little more casual. Uh, we're going to forego the normal format of the show, and instead, I'm going to be doing an AMA today, and Ask Me Anything. We took to the, the Backroad Discord, which is called Backroad Buds, and you can join that by going to backroaddiscord.com, get in on it, and you get all this kind of behind-the-scenes stuff. You even get to be part of the show sometimes, because every Tuesday now, we're arguing on Discord, where you actually get to, like... Speak your peace. You get to be on the show. Isn't that cool? I think it's cool. <clears throat> so, yeah, go go do that. Go join that. Uh, but, yeah, it's going to be very informal today. Probably going to sound a little bit messy. That's okay. Before we get into that, though, uh, a quick uh, schedule update for this week. Uh, I had planned to do uh, this today. And then these next two days, I had some a really cool idea for some shows where I invited some other people on. We, we talked about Love Thy Nerd and nerdy stuff and, and uh, you know, big interview type things with some of the folks that work with LTN. Uh, unfortunately, uh, <laughs> this past weekend, as uh, we were trying to get this all set up and juggled around the LTN arcade and everything, my, uh, my, my, my work computer, my work laptop that we use to uh, record all this stuff, just completely uh, crapped out, and I was working through. I had to work through one of the original, uh, originally scheduled interview times. Uh, couldn't get that rescheduled, and then uh, just you know, at this point, it was just too too much to catch up on. Like we couldn't we couldn't get it to work at this point. Uh, so I had to reconfigure my whole setup up here, bring my home computer up here. Uh, but just by the time it was all done, I just didn't have time to get them done this go round. So these next uh, two days, you're going to have a, a rerun, a recent show. Um, and then on Thursday, there will be a new back row rewind, uh, which is kind of a misnomer or confusing because it, it's still technically a rerun. 
<laughs> but we are bringing you a specific show from the way back past uh, to relive. So that, there will be a new one of those this Thursday morning. Uh, but we are in the summer. Uh, I know a few of you have been asking questions about LTN Radio and what's going on and why uh, why we aren't having afternoon shows during the summer. And uh, that's simply because uh, Love Thy Nerd has made the decision starting this year, uh, really tail end of last year, that each podcast is going to take uh, two breaks a year, two two-month breaks a year, giving them each two seasons, one uh, one like winter season, or well, I guess spring, technically spring season, and one fall season. Uh, just like TV shows, essentially. So we'll take summer break, we take a Christmas break. Um, and this is one of those. So all the shows, all the main podcasts took a break on, uh, well, the first, you know, they started the first week of June. So that's their break. Uh, we'll go all the way through till the first week of August and then shows will return. So the last show that actually aired was, uh, on the 31st, which was humans of gaming. Uh, so we are now in a holding pattern, waiting for shows to kick back off again. Our goal, uh, our you know our our hope was to get some other people to create some short form podcasts, some either weekly or every other week kind of show to cover those two month breaks. And I think that's still the goal moving forward for each break. So if you're actually interested in uh, doing something like that, not this go round because it's a little too late for that now because the process would need to be vetted and approved and all that kind of stuff. But if you're interested in maybe doing that over the Christmas break, which would be from December to January, and again, this is these are things you could pre-record, you know, well before that actually happens. It's not something you have to do during the time for whatever kind of topic you have, you know, nerdy or not. All ideas will be given consideration. I say give an email over to uh, Bubba at lovethynerd.com and uh, tickle his ear with the idea and see if maybe we can get that going. You know, there there might be a, a niche in the, the nerd world that uh, Love Thy Nerd is not hitting right now. I know we don't have any shows that specifically focus on, like, movies or, or television. Uh, we have started this. This past season was the first, I think, book series focused one which we might start hearing on the radio station uh soon in this coming season um you know we have the wrestling one we have uh, a couple well we have one that's focused mainly on video games which is free play we have one that's focused on comic books with the pull list we have humans of gaming which is video games tabletop games but it's mainly around people in the industries those are interview it's an interview podcast uh, and then we have Church Nerds, which is a a show that it's you know it's our Friday morning show, and, and it takes a, a topic and examines it from a nerd angle, and then from a you know religious angle, from a faith based angle, uh, which they always do a fantastic job of. Anana, uh, they're also taking a break. So the only show that's still going to actually be ongoing during this time is the Back Row Morning Show, but even then. We're going to have some bit of break as well. Uh, this is, <laughs> this is, this is by far the, the, the most, the show that produces the most content every week. 
So it takes quite a lot because we do at least three shows most weeks, uh, not counting the, the back row rewind episode on Thursdays. Uh, so <laughs> that being said, we know that a lot of people rely on a morning show and so we don't want to take that away. Uh, so even weeks when we're not airing new episodes, we will be airing reruns of good episodes. Uh, but we don't want to just give you reruns all summer. We want to be able to give you shows. So our, our season uh, will continue until the end of June. I think our, I think our plan is uh, beginning next week, new episodes uh, for the next three weeks, which will take us through the end of June. So June 30th, Wednesday, June 30th should be our final episode of this season. Uh, I don't remember what season we're on. I think we're on six or seven. I mean, we're when we format it this way, we're on pretty, we're pretty, we've been doing this a while, but <laughs> long before we joined LTN. But uh, then we're going to take two weeks off. Uh, so we're going we're gonna to take the 4th of July week off. We're going to take the uh, week of the 12th, 13th, and 14th off. And our new season should tentatively begin on July 19th. So a couple weeks before all the other shows return. Uh, so yeah, that's the update. That's the news. That's that's uh, that's the the way summer is going to go, and then those seasons should see uh, new episodes pretty much every week, all the way up through the end of November, and then the next break will be from December to January. Uh, for most of the other shows, we will also take a couple weeks off, probably the first two weeks of January, uh, and maybe one week in early December. But we will definitely be doing. Christmas shows, and I'm pretty sure church nerds will come back for a Christmas special as well, because the Christmas Eve is a Friday this year, so I'm sure they're going to want to do something special. We're probably, probably going to do a Christmas live stream again, because uh, that was really fun last year. Uh, ended with us doing the One Chip Challenge. Uh, this year, I've already got planned out for the next challenge or what it's going to be, and we do that on Twitch. Uh, you can follow us on Twitch. Go to LTN... I'm sorry... Twitch.ltnonair.com. That'll take you to our Twitch channel. Uh, follow us there. Subscribe if you like. That helps us out. Gives us a little bit of funding. And uh, also gives you some, some cool emotes to use. Uh, but anyway, that's enough of the news. That's enough of the advertisements. That's enough of the explanations. Let's get into the Ask Us Anything portion. I'll do a couple before we take our first break here. Uh, so again, this is in our Back Row Buds Discord, backrowdiscord.com. Uh, I'm not going to do these in order, and I'm not going to say the names of who asked them. I'm just going to answer the questions. So uh, <laughs> the first question uh, I'm going to answer is, what is your favorite game to play solo, like play by yourself? Uh, I'm I'm not a big gamer. Well, I'm a big gamer, but I'm not a big gamer. You know, I don't play a lot. Uh, I don't get into the heavy, uh, you know, I don't, you know, Call of Duty and stuff like that. I just, you know, I'm not, I'm not into that Halo. I'm not into I don't, Zelda. I could never beat. You know, I'm not, I'm not, just not great. I'm not a great player. I'm a casual gamer, and I have been most of my life. So I'm really into casual games. I'm into sandbox games. Uh, you know, open world things where you can just kind of chill. I'm a chill gamer. I'm a guy who plays just to relax. And so really, if we're talking like all time, my favorite game to play solo is pretty much any of the Tony Hawk pro skater games. 
and I believe I've played them all except for Downhill Jam that was on the Wii or Wii U or whatever it was. Um, I got into Tony Hawk with number four, I think, Tony Hawk 4. Uh, and then I went back and got all the other ones. Um, but Tony Hawk Pro Skater 4 was a dang blast. I played that. I think it, God, it had to have been eighth or ninth grade. Uh, maybe ninth grade. Ninth grade, I just played it nonstop. I had it on all the time. All my free time was spent doing that. I stayed off the internet, I feel like, for a whole year. Uh, I would talk to my my wife, then girlfriend uh, at the time, uh, for hours, and I'd just be playing that in the background the whole time. And uh, yeah, it was a blast. Uh, Then I've done moved up to like their storytelling ones, the, the Tony Hawk underground, uh, two, two disc set, uh, Tony Hawk underground was more Tony Hawk focused. And then Tony Hawk underground two was more Bam Margera focused. Uh, but either way they had fun stories and I enjoyed those a lot. American wasteland, uh, was a good one as well. I enjoyed the story driven ones that they came out with, gave it a, a little extra, extra kick to it. Um, and then I've got the new, like the remastered one that, that came out and I have that on my computer. I don't have a lot of time to do that anymore. That's the sad thing. I don't have time to just sit and play games solo much anymore, which is a bummer because I bought it. I'm like, yeah, I can just sit here and I can zone out and skate. And it's a great, it's a great upgrade. They it's Tony Hawk pro skater one and two in a bundle. And, uh, it's it's still fun. It's still great. It still feels uh, just like it did back then. Uh, but just don't have time for it. Makes me sad. Uh, other than that, though, I, I tend to. I really enjoy, look. I know I'm I'm basic. I'm a basic gamer. I really enjoy Mario games. I love them so much. I have played through eight different versions of Super Mario sixty four dozens of times. Uh, I have played through odyssey uh at least seven times at this point super mario galaxy um haven't played galaxy 2 i hated sunshine i still hate sunshine sunshine can go die um, <laughs> but pretty much all the other ones just uh, uh the all the originals in fact the i've had them all uh super mario brothers the original um was my first game ever uh, on the NES. And I, I had number two. I had number three. Uh, I could never beat number three. I would always get to that last world with all the tanks and stuff rolling. And I never beat it until I was a grown adult and I was playing it on my Switch uh, just last year during quarantine. <laughs> uh, Super Mario World was a, oh man, so good. I still put Super Mario World as a top-tier game, uh, Mario game for me. Uh, Mario Kart games, even. Love Mario Kart games so much. Who doesn't love a Mario Kart game, really? Uh, Love those. I would play those by myself uh, a lot. A lot. Um, Just, yeah. It's it's, it's a lot. It's a lot of fun stuff. A lot of fun stuff. So those would be my top two, I would say. Tony Hawk games and Mario games. My favorite to play solo. If I had to pick exactly one, it would probably be Tony Hawk Underground, the first one. All right. Do you feel that joining up with LTN has strengthened your faith 
made the show stronger or made you more motivated in what you do? Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily put it the way like strengthened my faith. Um, because I've been in this mindset for a while, uh, as, as soon as like the fir- very first time, I think it was in 2018, we were still doing the Back Row Baptist podcast before we had started the radio station, before we had started the morning show, Mo and I were doing the podcast, and I invited Bubba to come down, and we were doing a joint podcast for Free Play and Back Row Baptist podcast. And so it started with a fir- both podcasts started with the same 30 minutes uh, and it was just Bubba and I talking back and forth about you know memories of us growing up together and nerdy stuff we were doing and then cut to Backrow Baptist show or free play show and for for our part you know we were focusing on what love thy nerd was cuz love thy nerd was still relatively new uh and as he was going through all this, I'm like, oh, this is fantastic. He was laying it all out. I'm like, I am salivating at how much I want to be a part of this. Uh, and so that day began my <laughs> my two-year quest to infiltrate LTN <laughs> and become a part of it. Uh, I love the concept. Uh, I think it is a fantastic thing. I think it's a need. I think it's a... Uh, you know, I want to say the word niche, but it's not. That makes it sound small. I think it's actually a a giant uh, niche ministry. <laughs> like it's something that has been overlooked for a long, long time. And I know there are quite a few other uh, ministries that are, are focused in the same area. Uh, but but love thy nerd just it just has this this passion about it. Everybody that has been. Uh, you know, the original founders all the way up to the people that are volunteering alongside myself, like you can tell this means something more than just, Hey, we have a group of people that we play video games with online. This is a outreach in the purest sense of the word. Like this is bringing people in whether they're believers or not and showing them the love that Jesus would show uh, to those who maybe didn't believe in him or maybe those, you know, you know, the whole thing about Jesus eating with the tax collectors and the sinners and all that, you know, and, and how the world would, the, the religious scholars and everybody would think that Jesus was a sinner too, just because he gave them the time of day and actually spent time with them and enjoyed, you know, sharing a drink with them and sharing dinner with them. And, and like, that's the kind of mindset we should all have as believers, right? We should, we should want to, to, to become all things to all people. We should want to come into these groups, showcase some of the love of the nerdy stuff that we have and make that connection with people through that. And so then they'll be able to open up to us about more important things, maybe in the future. If nothing else, they'll know that we're here for them if they ever want to talk about it, if they have a question about it, if they need to know what makes us just a little bit different, uh, what we found that make things just a little bit better uh, with the way we interact with the world. I think, I think Christians are, are too cynical today. I think they're too quick to judge, which I mean, it is, it's, 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 it's Pharisees, man. It's, it's rough. It's, it's hard. And it's hard for us to see that. And it's also hard to judge people for it because 
uh, I mean, that's just kind of how we've been conditioned. We've been conditioned with this us versus them mentality. And so if you're not with us, you're against us. And, you know, mostly driven by politics. Let's just put it that way. It's mostly driven by politics, at least in my opinion. And so to come into this space, this love thy nerd space, and just see this working, you know, about as perfect, I think, as it can work. That's inspired me and confirmed in my mind that this is something that I want to be a part of. And so I'm not sure that it's, again, strengthened my faith, but it's definitely strengthened my resolve when it comes to the purpose of this ministry. And uh, before we were LTN, you know, we were back row, and that was a wider thing. It wasn't just the show. You know, we had podcasts. We had the back row radio station. We've had books. We've had games. We've had... Uh, a blog back then we had, uh, you know, it originally started as a Twitter account, Backrow Baptist at Backrow Baptist on Twitter, uh, which was pretty darn popular. Uh, I, I, I ranked up in the, the double digits, double digit thousands. Um, and you know, it was a big deal. It was a big platform that God gave me and that's what we used it for, for humor and healing. We were able to reach out to people through laughter through, you know, the silly things that, you know, church culture does. And that let guards down. That actually allowed people to be willing to talk. It gave people a space to talk about things that they thought was off limits to talk about. And therefore, they never addressed it. I have had more serious faith-based conversations based on silly jokes (laughs) than I ever thought possible. And that's the same mentality with this, with LTN, except now nerd-focused. We've, I'm sure many of us have had dozens of serious, you know, faith-strengthening conversations based off of (laughs) the weirdest set of comic books or video games or anything else out there, because that's how the conversation started. I mean, it's just, it's, I, I love it. It's brilliant. Uh, has it made the show stronger? Absolutely. It has, uh, with before, before LTN, before getting involved with LTN, we had a loose net group of people who followed us. We had quite a few people that have been with us for a long, long time, but we didn't have a community wrapped around it. Uh, even we did like, we started a Facebook group, which that Facebook group got really, really big too. Um, I think it was when we, when we were last in charge of it, it was approaching 9,000 people. And that started out as a group similar to what our discord's trying to do around the morning show, but it quickly outpaced the, the morning show and became a meme group, a Christian humor group. And so we just kind of leaned into that and we would sprinkle the morning show stuff in there. But most people didn't care about the show. <laughs> so the people that did didn't really get to talk about it all that much because it became a meme group. Um, and so this has given us an opportunity to develop a fan base that is actually active, which is another reason we wanted to start the Discord because they're so active, they want to get involved with the show, which includes asking all these questions, but also like uh, actually being on the show, which is fun. 
Uh, so I think so. I think it's given us uh, a bit more focus when it comes to how to connect with the listener, uh, which I like that. Uh, I think that makes a little bit better of a foundation for a show. Uh, and yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I'm more motivated. The third part of the question, has it made you more motivated in what you do? I wouldn't say I'm more motivated in what I do, but I would say that I'm more motivated in general. I'm more excited about what this does to be a part of it. I'm, I'm more excited to be connected with this larger ministry as opposed to just trying to do this on our own for so long. Uh, so, I mean, I guess you can interpret that as being more motivated, uh, but it's just... Uh, seems a little bit different in my head. But yeah, those are the first two questions. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I will tackle more of your Ask Us Anything questions. Once again, I'm Radio Matt. Stick around. We'll be right back. Hey, everyone. I'm Hector Mirai, and this is Faith and Fandom 180 on LTN Radio. So one of my favorite comic book characters is Renee Montoya. She, like Harley Quinn, was birthed out of Batman the Animated Series. And while Harley has literally been like glitter across the pop culture world for the last decade or so, Renee hasn't gotten that much love. In fact, she hasn't gotten a live action representation outside of her character portrayal by Rosie Perez in the pseudo ill-fated harley quinn and the fantabulous emancipation of something 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 birds of prey the birds of prey movie and the version of her name montoya we got in that was very very half of a dimensional so it wasn't to the depth of who she is but really she got a fantastic biography as a character in the recent book the history the other history of the dc universe number four which by the way if you want a book series of depth on a character that may not get as much mainstream love as they should there are four issues out so far the other history of the dc universe highly recommend them but renee got a biography in this most recent issue and one of the things that just kind of hit me deep as i was reading it is she did a lot of the things that she did growing up and even as an adult because she didn't want to let Jesus down or to make Jesus upset with her. And reading this, you know, coming from a pastoral level, it's it's discouraging to read because I, I've met so many people that have lived that way where they're living out of obligation or fear or guilt or shame. And I'm just going to tell you, that's never going to be what actually brings you the life that Jesus talks about us having. And John 14, 15, Jesus makes this statement. If you love me, you will obey what I command. And that's the reality of it. We need to let our love for Jesus actually be what transforms our lives. Because if we're letting fear or obligation or guilt cause us to obey we're never actually going to find the love that he calls us to have and i know renee lived that as a character but we live that as people 
Remember to catch Faith and Fandom 180 every Wednesday morning on the Back Row Morning Show only on LTN Radio. And if you'd like to learn more about Faith and Fandom, head over to faithandfandom.org where you can learn about our Comic-Con ministry, podcasts, memes, apparel, and book series. You can even read new chapters before they make it to the next book. I'm Hector Mirai, and thank you for spending the last 180 seconds with me. Have you ever been around another person who used a word or phrase that you were absolutely certain that you should know, but you didn't? Well, of course you have. Hey, don't worry, nerd, because we've got some great news for you. You're about to learn something brand new, and this will be useful. Not like that throwaway knowledge like math or science. This is the real world, bub, and you need to be able to hold your own in a nerdy conversation. So pull up a chair and pay attention, because LTN's got another nerdy definition for you. Over the next few weeks, LTN is going to help you better understand the terminology used in Call of Duty Warzone, an online first-person shooter battle royale game, otherwise known as an FPS BR. This week, we are learning three new phrases to help you understand the otherwise nonsense that your teammates may be screaming at you when you drop into Verdansk for a friendly game of Warzone. First on our list is Cracked, also known as Blue or Broke. This refers to the state of your opponent's armor. You will hear a cracked sound and a blue icon will appear on the screen showing a broken piece of armor. All three of those words should now make sense given the context. If you do happen to crack your opponent, but they manage to kill you, you'll probably end up saying the next phrase on our list. That phrase is one shot, also known as a bullet. When you say or hear this, the idea is that all that needs to be done is for your teammate to walk over and basically blow on the person that took you out because their health is so low. More often than not, they are still at full health and are nowhere near one shot but calling this out usually makes the person feel like they did a better job in that gunfight than the kill cam says that they did. It will also usually lead to a teammate following in your footsteps, meeting the same grisly end as you did. And our last phrase for this week is live ping. This allows for your teammates to see where the enemy is, indicated by a red diamond on their screen. Fun fact, you can even set live pings after you've been eliminated, so, Use them wisely and keep your team in the know. Now, we're not even close to done, but by the end of this, you should be able to understand that foreign language that is Warzone speak because, well, you understand that reference. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt, and uh, as you found out the first hour, Mo's on vacation. We're doing a special Ask Me Anything edition of the Morning Show today, a little more laid back. I'm answering some questions from the Back Row Discord, backrowdiscord.com. You can join that today and be a part of the show. Ask us these questions, or actually like be on the show next week if you'd like, because we have fun. We do fun things. Anyway, we got a slew of questions here from a lot 
lot of our listeners and friends, and uh, we're going to be answering them in no particular order. Uh, so this next question is, uh, if you had to replace Mo with anyone in the whole world uh, to be the an- second anchor on the show, co-host, who would it be and why? Uh, and the secondly, if I shorten that list to someone in uh, your hometown, who would it be? So, if it was anyone in the whole world, I believe I would pick Joey Porter. Uh, Joey Porter was on the show uh, a couple weeks ago, a couple Mondays ago. No, uh, well, maybe it might have been a month by now. Uh, but he was on the show recently. A uh, really good show. If you haven't caught it, go back and find that episode with Joey Porter. Uh, he was uh, he was the original co-host. He was my first co-host for exactly one episode of our YouTube show, which would eventually become the podcast, which eventually would become the morning show. Uh, <laughs> he, he and I had all this idea as the starting point of all this. Uh, and it was just as much his idea as it was mine. And then life kind of threw curveballs at him and we recorded one show and he had to move. And so he moved and (laughs) moved away and started a new life, met a girl, got married, had a kid. Uh, they're just, you know, they're doing a great old thing over there, uh, having a blast. But if, if, when he came back for the show, he was visiting, he was doing it. He was leading worship for a D now and he came back and he agreed to do the show with us. Uh, that interaction just proved to me that, oh gosh, yeah, we still would have been great together. Uh, it would have been fun. It would have definitely been a very fun show. Uh, he has a very similar sense of humor as Mo and I do. Uh, I think, I think it would be great. And we're, our plan is to get him on the show more. Uh, we are set up now to where we can do this, um, you know, over the phone, have him be a you know, virtual co-host at times. So we, we will, you will be hearing more of Joseph Porter in the near future. <clears throat> Pardon me. Uh, but the second part of the question, if we shorten that list to someone in our town, that's an easy one. Uh, it would be Hillary Berkey. Hillary Berkey is typically the first fill-in for Mo when we have to record shows and Mo just can't make it. Uh, Hillary is uh, one of my best friends. Uh, in this town. It is John Berkey's wife. Uh, John Berkey's the guy that uh, hosts two words that I get to co-host with, which is our wrestling podcast here at LTN. Uh, but Hillary Berkey is just a a, uh, a pain in the butt, <laughs> but she's really funny, uh, really genuine. And uh, I, 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 I like her a lot. I, I think... I think we also have pretty good rapport, and it's different rapport than Mo and I have. Uh, you know, Mo and I will pick on each other slightly uh, occasionally. Hillary and I have a true brother sister relationship where we literally make fun of each other in sometimes very harsh fashion, where other people in the room hear it and they like, you know, get winded. <laughs> They're like, <laughs> "Did you? What did you just say to him?" Uh, <laughs> we're, we're very mean to each other and you can hear, you can hear the, um, <laughs> just the I'm over it factor in John's voice. And in my wife's voice, John constantly says, can you guys please just, can you all stop, stop. <laughs> 
that's the kind of people we are, uh, Hillary and I. So definitely she would be, uh, <laughs> she would be up there. Uh, let's see here. What's next? What's next? If you had to make a third podcast, what would it be about? And who would you make your co-host? That's a, ooh, that's a good question. Uh, honestly, uh, if I had the time to actually consume enough television and movies, which I used to, uh, gosh, I used to binge so much TV, uh, probably a bad amount, probably a terrible amount, uh, but just a lot. I used to consume so much. If I had more time to do stuff like that, I would love a podcast focused on TV shows or movies. Um, for a little while when we started doing um, ba- uh, ba- 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 LTN Radio, when we first launched, one of the shorts that I was doing is called Back Row Binge Watch, where I would take uh, five episodes from a season of a comedy TV show and pull out a spiritual lesson uh, from it. And, I, uh, and I'd still be doing them now if it just didn't take so much extra work that I just don't have time to do. <laughs> but if I, if we, if I had the time and the ability to pull off a third one, I'd love to do that. I would love to do a like finding God in this TV series kind of thing. Even one just specifically for the office. I think I floated that idea uh, at one point of just making that based on the office uh, and just finding God in the office. Every you go through every single episode and pull out some sort of spiritual moral, some sort of spiritual lesson connection, kind of like what uh, Hector Mira, 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 Mirai, well, I can never say his name correctly, what Hector does at Faith and Fandom for Faith and Fandom 180 and for his like books, his book series, Faith and Fandom book series. You know, he takes something from pop culture and pulls, you know, a spiritual lesson from it. I, I, I think it's great. I think it's fun. I'm still toying with the idea of doing that office thing. Maybe, maybe I'll do that for a uh, a break. One of those breaks that I was talking about. Maybe, maybe the Christmas break this year. I'll I'll start season one of just finding God in the office. That might be just that might just be a blast. I might do that. I'm going to keep that in the back burner. As to who would co-host with me, I honestly would love to have my wife co-host that with me. My wife and I, uh, I think she loves The Office more than I do, and I like it a lot. Uh, but my wife and I have watched through the entirety of The Office um, over a dozen times. All nine seasons. Uh, even the first one, that was crap. Uh, <laughs> like, we don't stop. We do not stop. Uh, we, we go through it at least once a year, I feel like. And uh, it's just, it's, it's fun. I'm ready to do it again. It's, it's about time we start it again. Um, so, yeah, I'd love to do that with my wife. And I'm going to float that idea by her. I think I'm going to make this a reality. It's not going to be during the time that I'm doing the other podcasts, but I'm going to try and do this maybe as a uh, every break thing. I think that would be fun. Uh, all right. Next question. You always uh, intro as being a third generation radio dude. Uh, what is an interesting snapshot that you have learned from each of the previous generations? Um, this this might not go the way you wanted. Uh, <laughs> all right. So I will start with my grandpa, whom uh, I never saw a passion for radio in him ever. Now I didn't know him when he first got into radio and he, maybe he had it. Uh, I worked underneath him at, at his radio station 
for a couple years uh, in my very young adulthood. And uh, I don't, and I might not be fair. I might not be being fair here because at this point, the radio station was on the brink of bankruptcy and it stayed that way uh, until he sold it. So it was quite possible that maybe at this point he had just been beaten down by this for so long and now radio had been dying and we were in a, a shallow market anyway. And uh, how he knew that day for selling it was going to be coming. Um, we were behind on bills. We were having a. The reason I came to work there is because we had to start letting people go. And so they kept training me to do more and more jobs. At one point, I was doing five full time jobs in a single eight hour workday uh, and getting paid minimum wage for it because that's all they could afford. Uh, and I was fine doing it. I wasn't complaining about that. But, you know, I was trying to keep them afloat. They were trying to keep afloat. Uh, and, it, you know, it taught me a lot of good skills, except for the bookkeeping. <laughs> they made me the bookkeeper, and I was, it was not good. Uh, I'm kind of glad they got sold because I'm pretty sure <laughs> if I'd have been bookkeeper for one more year, we'd have had the IRS at our door. <laughs> but <laughs> that being said, uh, yeah, he just – I never saw a passion in him for it. And so, again – he might've had it at one point, but he didn't by the time I got involved with radio, uh, with him. Uh, so I can't really say much. I can't even, I don't even remember seeing like the love of radio in his eyes or anything. It just was all about money and staying alive. And, and, uh, yeah, that's just, that's as far as I can go. Not trying to bad mouth him or anything. I'm just saying I, I wasn't there for the good years if they existed, uh, but my dad, on the other hand, is different. Now, he was a behind-the-scenes guy. Uh, he worked in uh, sales. He was he was a big deal in sales, really good at it, really personable, not an underhanded salesman at all. He was a genuine person, really wanting to help businesses out in this town. Uh, but he also just had a drive. He had a drive about him that made him lovable to everybody that he interacted with. He was, he was a, a, a bright spot in this community for a lot, a lot of people. Uh, and you know, there was a time when I might've said that a lot of that was an act because he was kind of different at home, but I honestly genuinely think that's who he wanted to be all the time. But I think that he spent so much of his energy, because I think at heart he's an introvert, I think he spent all of his extroverted energy on sales calls and talking with businesses and people throughout the community that by the time he got home, he didn't have any left to give, <laughs> which uh, a few years, that was really rough. Uh, but toward the end toward the end of his life, the last decade of his life, I think he was able to manage it just a little bit better. Um but it was, he did have a love for people and it wasn't just about, uh, a business, you know, it was about a community to him. And so that aspect is something that I learned to cherish. Uh, but the one thing, the one thing I didn't get from either of them was a passion for music. 
I didn't get it from my mom either. I don't know where it came from. There's nobody in my family that really, really loves music, that cherished music, that had music collections or anything like that. That was something that was really just genuinely created within myself. <laughs> That's something that, that uh, I got into all on my own. Um, and so that's, that's, that's one of the equal reasons why I've wanted to do the radio station for a long time. Cause I love music so much. And, you know, we originally started it with the intention of showcasing a lot more independent Christian artists, which we still have a lot as well now playing, uh, but those that aren't on labels, cause we want to push them out there. We want to get them known a little bit more to people that might not hear of them anywhere else. Uh, so, you know, that's kind of that people aspect as well, but, uh, since moving to LTN, that community aspect has grown even more because, uh, you know, now they feel like this, you know, this is ours. This is this is not only a great radio station. It's something that we're a, a part of. And so I'm excited about that. Uh, next up, uh, what uh, what or where are you on your faith journey? Oh, OK. So that can be. Uh, a difficult question. Uh, I think I'm in the best place I've, I've been in my faith for my whole life, which I guess is good. That's kind of what you want, right? You want to keep getting better and better as time goes on. I grew up going to a Catholic school, which, um, I wasn't Catholic and my family wasn't Catholic. It was just cause it was a private school. It was the only private school in town. And my, my mom was scared of gangs in the town we grew up in. So she didn't want me to join a gang or get killed by a gang. So she didn't send me to public school. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I went to this Catholic church and, uh, uh, I didn't hate it. It was weird sometimes. Um, but it did get me interested in, God. It did get me interested in the Bible. Uh, when I moved to uh, the town I live in now, I was entering seventh grade. And uh, at first I joined a Catholic church here, but there just weren't any other youth at this church. And so one day in, I think, eighth grade, uh, early eighth grade, I was invited to come to my home church now, uh, Highland Baptist Church, to the youth group. Uh, cause they were going to be painting the youth room that night and we came and they didn't paint the youth room that night after all. In fact, it'd be like two years later, but I really enjoyed that event, that Wednesday night event. And so I, I decided to keep coming. I kept coming on Wednesdays for a while. And then I started coming like all the time. I came Sunday morning, Sunday night and Wednesday night. And, uh, I did, I found that, that community, that camaraderie here. Um, and I really wanted to fit in. And so I went to, uh, I went to a conference with the youth group when I was in ninth grade, ninth grade. Yeah. Ninth grade and pretended to give my life to Christ, which I know sounds real bad. Uh, I feel like maybe I was genuine at first. Like I did, I do remember feeling like that call feeling led to go down and talk to somebody and but it was, a, it was in a huge stadium. And, you know, the longer the walk is from where you are to where you're supposed to get to even talk to somebody, the more you start to question everything in your head. And so by the time I actually got down there to talk to someone, I knew I wasn't ready. 
But the person I wound up talking to was my own youth pastor who was down there. And so I kind of felt like I had to still do it. So I lied. Oh, God, it was terrible. It was terrible. And so I pretended. I pretended I was a Christian for a long time. And I felt real bad about it. Real bad. Uh, I, I would get... I would be feel so guilty for the longest time uh, every night. And so it was finally uh, two, two years later, I think, two years later. I'd already been dating Deidre for uh, over a year. And I was driving home from uh, her house one night. And I was listening to uh, a statewide Christian radio station. Uh, and they were playing a... Uh, a message. It was a Wednesday night message uh, by Pastor Skip Heitzig uh, from Calvary of Albuquerque, and he was talking about like habitual sins and how they can harden our heart. And I had some habitual sins at the time, and I felt like that was happening to me. And like I didn't want to miss out because I did believe that this was real. I did believe that Jesus existed. I believe what the Bible said. I believe that this was the way to live your life. I just didn't want to make that commitment because I knew it meant I was going to have to change some things up about my life, how I was living in private. Uh, but I heard that message. I'm like, ah, I can't risk this anymore. I can't risk just giving up on this when I know it to be real. And so by the time I got home, I knelt down in my driveway and actually made that commitment. And then I had to drive all the way back to my girlfriend's house, sobbing, explaining, you know, everything. We went and talked to my pastor, uh, when <laughs> like that night and uh, my pastor thought we were coming over <laughs> to tell them that I had accidentally gotten my girlfriend pregnant <laughs> because that just seems like the situation. So they were actually quite relieved <laughs> that we were talking about that. Um, yeah, I mean, so that was kind of the start. That was kind of the start. I didn't do much with my faith after that for a long time. Uh, screwed my life up a little bit uh, early on, uh, early in my marriage. Uh, probably could have lost the marriage had it been with anyone less strong than my wife. Um, but finally had the the sense knocked into me to get this stuff moving. Like I've accepted Christ. What am I going to do with it? Am I just going to sit on it now for the rest of my life and do nothing? Uh, so I, I, you know, I was actually diving into the Bible a lot. Uh, that was around 22, 22, 23. I started really growing in a way I hadn't grown before. I actually felt, you know, that hunger people talk about, you get that hunger for the Bible, hunger for knowledge. You read a bunch of books and devotionals and things. And, you know, I'd heard that a lot and I just thought people were using that as a, you know, a, a way to puff themselves up of, oh yeah, I just want to read the Bible all the time. I'm just so holy. Uh, but no, that really, you, you really can get to a point where you are hungry for this stuff and you can't get your fill. Like you're just reading and reading and reading. Uh, there was one summer uh, during that time where I read like 30 books in three months because I just could not stop uh, trying to devour everything to shape my faith uh for the better, you know, to grow in it, to, to move beyond the basics and get into the minutia, get into the, to the, the, to the deep waters. And, you know, since then I've been on kind of a recovery kick as well. Um, 
And it's really, re, especially being in CR, Celebrate Recovery, it's really reformulated how I view the world. Uh, as I said earlier, I think in the first first segment, I was saying, you know, this this world really, a lot of Christians in this world right now have this us versus, us versus them mentality that's uh, fueled a lot by politics, but a lot by uh, just debating theology and things of that nature, too, uh, even within our own, you know, uh, church body, you know we fight amongst ourselves over theology, over things, lesser matters, things that in the end don't matter much. And it's just, it's a weird thing to see. But I also know that I was a part of that for many years. I was, I was one of those. And even of course, still today, I won't, I won't be so arrogant as to say that doesn't crop up every now and then today. It sure does. I want to argue all the time. (laughs) It takes a lot of effort to not argue. But it has opened my eyes with how we treat people, especially how we treat unbelievers, especially how we treat unbelievers who are living openly in a way that we disagree with and that we know the Bible disagrees with. How, how, how did we ever get to the point where we think if we spit Bible verses out with bile on our tongues, you know, shout the loving words of God in anger? towards people who are living sinful lives? How can we expect the world who does not believe in God to live by the standards of God? And how can we get angry at them for not living at the standards of God? When they have no, they don't believe in, they don't believe in the compass. How can they follow it? (laughs) How can we expect them to? And how can we forget that we were once just like them? It's, it's, it's a hard reality to see. It's an easy thing to miss. Uh, I think I've gotten to the point where I see exactly what was meant by God as love. And that doesn't mean we coddle people. That doesn't mean that we excuse sin. But it does mean we change the approach. And that's kind of what Love Thy Nerd does. You know, with the nerdy community, a lot of nerds feel... Uh, exiled from the church, condemned by the church for liking Dungeons and Dragons and video games and things. Thinking that, well, that just disqualifies you from heaven. I'm sure you've seen some of those chick tracks. My gosh, those are the worst things that have ever plagued the faith. (laughs) Because they perpetuate that exact thing. That you, if you show love to people, even in their sin, then that means not only are they still going to hell, but you're also probably going to hell. That's, that's what they teach you, essentially. If you like Dungeons and Dragons, you're absolutely uh, just preparing for a demon seance. <laughs> I mean, it's just some ridiculous stuff. So honestly, right now, I feel like I'm in a pretty good place. I feel like I'm in a, a showcase the love of God to speak the truth in love and heavily emphasize the words in love in that, not gloss over them or not redefine love as, well, anything that's telling the truth is love. And so even if I'm yelling the truth at someone, that's, that's love. No, stop that. Stop that nonsense. <laughs> 
I'm going to go for days on this topic and open this question way too far up. Uh, but I think I'm in a good place and, uh, I I've got a lot more growing to do. Sure. And like theologically, I'd like to learn more theologically. Uh, you know, I've, I've toyed with the idea of taking like some, some college classes in theology and things of that nature. I'd like to get better about that. Uh, I am, I am blessed enough that occasionally I get to actually preach a sermon at my church. I've done it a few times, uh, probably will a few more. Um, but I wish I knew a little bit more what I was talking about when I did that. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't ever want to be a pastor, I don't think. But uh, I do I do think that I'd like to be a little bit more educated in that vein. Uh, we'll see. Maybe one day. Still got a lot of life yet. Uh, who would win? <laughs> From one thing to another. Who would win between a billion lions and one of every Pokemon? I'm pretty sure there's quite a few Pokemon that have, like, god-tier powers. Uh, I'm f I'm not a, I'm not big into Pokemon. Like, that started up about the time I was a kid, but I never got into it, and I feel like now it's too late for me to get into it. But I'm, I'm almost certain there are some Pokemon that could just, like, snap all of them away or something, like, real quick. Uh, kill them all. I'm, just pre I'm pretty sure. Because lions are not magical, you know? They, they're not magical in any way. All right, I'm going to take a break. I'm going to take a break. Uh, we will come back with the rest of these in just a bit. Stick around. Hey, everyone. I'm John Brady, and this is Reviews of the Nerds. Today, I'm reviewing the tabletop game, Seven Wonders. Over the span of three ages, construct your city to become the most prestigious and powerful civilization. Gather resources, develop military facilities, discover new technologies and trade routes, and build one of the seven ancient wonders of the world. Let's look at the facts on Seven Wonders by designer Antoine Bauza. F. Fun Factor. It scales perfectly, maintaining the same quick pace no matter the player count. Player interaction is great, encouraging everyone to keep an eye on the action around the table. A. Art and Aesthetics. The second edition is a moderate improvement over the original, enlarging the art on cards and making the iconography much easier to interpret. Component quality is nice. It's an attractive and clean production. C. Complexity. Sitting on the heavier side of family weight games, those familiar with modern gaming will adjust quickly to the play. The most confusing aspect is scoring for science cards, which always seems to confound new participants. T. Theme. Though thin, the theme shines due to the art and the interaction between cards. Players comprise the map as they sit around the table, interacting solely with their neighbors to the left and right. S. Strategy and Skill Luck abounds here due to the random nature of cards being passed. It's best to pick a couple of strategies early, but be flexible if the cards you want don't show up. 
Seven Wonders was the game that reignited my love of board games and was my first modern tabletop acquisition. It's a worthy addition to any collection. I give the tabletop game Seven Wonders a 9 out of 10. I'm John Brady, and remember, what happens in Babylon stays in Babylon. Humanity. Humans will hurt you. Humans will lie to you. Humans will let you down. For those of you who think that quote sounds vaguely familiar, that may be because you've heard the infamous Olivia Pope from the television show Scandal say those very words when encouraging one of her gladiators. If you look up human in Webster's Dictionary, you'll see one of the synonyms listed is mortal. Likewise, if you look up God in Webster's, you'll note one of the synonyms listed is immortal. While it is our aim to live a Christ-like life, we as humans are just simply not equipped with the same capabilities of God. After all, we are human, flawed, sinful, and more than capable of messing things up. Even knowing this about ourselves, we so often put godly expectations on the people in our lives. Friends, family, co-workers, even strangers at the checkout line. We expect grace to be given when we're falling short, but somehow find it far beyond our own abilities to extend the same grace when others have failed us in some way. We find ourselves walking around under the impression that we have no problems loving our neighbor until that neighbor believes differently or supports a presidential candidate different from us. Or, here's a little bit of reality for you, I love my children more than I ever truly thought I was capable of loving, but even after my patience is worn, the day is done, and I hear fighting from the other room, I catch myself eagerly dreaming of what solace I will receive when they're all off at college. They will go to college. Even with the greatest of efforts on our part, we will never truly love like our father does. If every Joe Schmo we encountered gave us the same unfailing, unending, unconditional love and mercy of the Lord, then would our appreciation of the Lord's love for us diminish? Would it devalue our need for a Savior and the need for the cross? Galatians 5 reminds us the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. And since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Did you catch that? Verse 25 says, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Not let us be the Spirit, but let us keep in step. Walking alongside, remembering that we are in fact created human and in need of a Savior. When we are willing to be honest about our own humanity, I'm willing to bet we would be far more understanding of the humanity and imperfectness of those around us. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt, and you've joined us for a special laid-back episode, uh, an AMA episode, where you're asking me alone, Matt, what the deal is. Uh, you've actually asked quite a few questions, both in our Discord at Back Row Buds, backrowdiscord.com. 
Uh, you can find that there and join in. Uh, also a couple through email, uh, which uh, thank you for that, gang. Uh, so I got a few more here I'm going to go through. Uh, Tag up some really tough ones already. Let's do some fun ones. Uh, first up, uh, how are your kids so cute? Uh, bruh, <laughs> had nothing to do with me. <laughs> That's all my lady. <laughs> now she's she's beautiful my gosh uh my wife is beautiful I, I i lucked out in that department uh i was also a pretty darn cute kid i'm not all that cute anymore uh but i was pretty cute as a as a kid and so uh our our genes combined uh, just having to work really well <laughs> uh, my oldest is really starting to look more like my wife uh which is just pretty adorable. And my youngest uh, is looking a little bit more like me and got the, got the chubby cheeks going on, has just gorgeous curly hair, curly blonde hair uh, that has not yet uh, faded away. Like, you know, a lot of kids start out with curly hair and then eventually after a few haircuts, it's gone. Uh, and that happened with Eli. Eli had curly hair as a kid and it just got straighter and straighter over time. Uh, but uh, long before he reached the age my youngest is now and my youngest is still going strong with curly hair so he might have it his whole life i hope so because this is is pretty darn cute um but yeah i mean sh- luck i guess man <laughs> we just we just we just happen to luck out that our that our physical features uh work really well together uh so yeah we'll thank god for that one let's see what else here favorite dc character and marvel character and then how would they interact and who would win in a fight um my favorite dc character is hal jordan's green lantern uh which is i would say maybe weird because uh, as a as a character he's not typically the kind of character i like like in movies and shows or whatever but there's something about the way, at least the way Jeff Johns wrote him uh, for that, that decade long stint where Jeff Johns was, was heading Green Lantern. It's just really connected with me. And, uh, so yeah, that's, that's been my favorite. That's been the, the standard, uh, for DC. Uh, I've got a lot of Green Lantern themed, uh, collectibles and junk in my house. (laughs) Uh, Marvel characters a little bit different, I never was heavily into Marvel growing up. Uh, it really wasn't until the Marvel movies started coming out, uh, the, the the MCU started, that I got into them. And even then, it's really only those versions. Like, I, I could care less about the comic books. But uh, I would have to say that Spider-Man was, was probably the first character that I really got into. Uh, before those movies. And I got into Spider-Man because of uh, a crossover. Um, Back when I was a kid, I remember one of the first comic books I ever bought was an Amalgam comic. And I don't know if you're aware of what that is, but there was a period of time, a couple periods of time actually in comic book history, where Marvel and DC Comics decided to come together to form some cool crossover events. But it wasn't like, you know, DC versus Marvel. I mean, I'm sure they had that a couple of times, but what, what would come from those is they would have heroes that were like combined characteristics 
of DC comic heroes and Marvel comic heroes. And so the, one of the first comic books I bought was of uh, Spider-Boy. And it was a combination of Spider-Man and Superboy. And back then, Superboy was like that punk uh, 90s teen version with the leather jacket and the, the swoop back hair and stuff, uh, and the weird sunglasses. And uh, it was cool because instead of using web shooters that were around his wrist, he shot out of an like this orange futuristic looking gun. And he would swing on that, uh, the webs out of that gun. Uh, still wore the leather jacket, had the Superman symbol, but in the middle was the Spider-Man symbol instead of the S. It was really neat. It was really cool. And that got me interested in what Spider-Man was all about. So I, uh, I've read a few Spider-Man comic books. Uh, like the the Venom series and stuff back then in the comics too, and uh, so I was excited for the like the Sam Raimi movies. Those were good. Uh, like I got into Spider Man a lot after the Sam Raimi movies came out. Um, as for who would win in a fight, I, I think it's no contest. Green Lantern would win. Green Lantern is way overpowered, and that's not seen enough in the comic books. Whenever he's like with other people, but that ring is literally one of the most deadly things on the whole universe in the whole universe. And it's always weakened for like justice league stuff. When with that, with that ring, how Jordan should be leading everything, <laughs> any green lantern really with skill could lead everything because you can make literally anything on the planet to solve literally any problem with that ring. Uh, so yeah, he'd, he'd squish Spider-Man in no time, no time at all. Uh, (laughs) like even, like even Superman, dude, even Superman should be restrained by green lantern. Like there's, there's precedent for it. There was Superboy prime who was imprisoned by green lanterns for, a long time <laughs> didn't matter that you could breathe cold or l- shoot laser beams or fly because green lantern can create a structure around you that is impenetrable by anything you want to do like it's ridiculous it's we and i understand that they have to do this for comic books when they do the justice league stuff when they do the crossover stuff they have to kind of lower the bar uh on on some of the superheroes in order to keep the big three, you know, looking the most powerful. Uh, <laughs> in fact, there was a little bit of self self uh, referen- referential stuff in that during the Black Lantern series, the um, the dark the Blackest Night series rather uh, universe event that was around Green Lanterns is uh, Martian Manhunter became a Black Lantern because he was dead at the time and so he rose. He was like a zombie uh, Martian Manhunter. And he pointed out, uh, as people were kind of like running in fear from him, but not like super worried about him, you know, not like, not like a rogue Superman or anything pointed out, I'm just as powerful as Superman. Why does everybody forget that? And then he rips a skyscraper in half and throws it. (laughs) They do that. I mean, Martian Manhunter. They don't focus on the fact that he's super strong. <laughs> he has almost the exact same skill set as Superman. Plus, he can transform into anybody. Plus, he can turn invisible. Plus, he can read minds and speak telepathically. Like, he's better than Superman 
<laughs> objectively power wise, but you never, but he's never in the top tier. He's always the seventh. <laughs> like he got, he got replaced by cyborg man in the, in the justice league with the reboot of the new 52. Like, come on, come on, give some respect to the Martian Manhunter. But yeah, that's how they do this stuff. Uh, let's see what else we got. Question-wise, what's your favorite uh, Funko Pop figure uh, you own and why? Uh, my favorite one is one that I actually had custom-made, and it's me. Uh, it's my head on a white lantern body, and it's like a painted white lantern body, too. It's my own suit. It, it has It's white, black, and silver. It forms this cool M that you know meets in the middle of the M part. With the white lantern symbol in the middle, it's beautiful. It was hand painted, uh, and even the beard had to be hand sculpted because there wasn't a head that was exactly my head already out there. Uh, so my beard was sculpted on, and uh, it was made by a customizer called Joker's Wild. I'm not sure if he's still doing those anymore, but for a while he had a pretty thriving business on Instagram for customizing Funko Pop figures for people. A lot of people did them for like weddings and things. Um, but yeah, I had that made. It was my favorite. It cost me 75 bucks. Uh, definitely my most expensive pop at the time, uh, that I paid for anyway. Um, but if we're talking about like my favorite official Funko pop, um, that's, a that's a harder one. Uh, hmm. I'm not in my room with them. Like I have the big wall behind me, not in my room with them to really look. Cause I have a lot, man. I have a lot of Funko Pops. Uh, it might be, it might be the Christopher Reeve Superman. Uh, there's a there's a really good Superman with him standing in that pose from the movie. You know, the standard hands on hip pose, but it just looks right for Superman. You know, it's every superhero's pose. It's the, the stereotypical pose, but it was the Superman pose, you know, with the cape flapping behind him. That one might be my favorite. If it's not my favorite, it's in the top tier for sure. Uh, I have a booster gold one that I really, really like. Uh, I have some old Batman ones that I really like the Joker from dark Knight, Uh, the movie. Oh, that was a really, really good one. Uh, I have a lot of WWE ones that are really good. Uh, 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 Sean Michaels. Uh, Oh, mankind. Oh, really good stuff. Uh, it's hard to pick, man. It's really hard to pick. Got a lot of fun. Uh, doctor who ones, a lot of fun. Marvel ones. Shoot. Okay, I'm going to pick my favorite one. My favorite one that's an official one is the teeny tiny Ant-Man. Uh, Funko did and then I think has re restarted this stuff with Amazon. But originally they did these uh, monthly subscription boxes, you know, like loot boxes, crates. And... Uh, they would always put an exclusive Funko Pop in them. So they did them for Marvel. And for a while, they did them for DC, too. And Disney and Star Wars, I think. And they might all be doing those with Amazon, except for the DC one. Because I know I keep looking for the DC one, and they just won't start it up again. But they sent home a Ant-Man one that had a uh, normal Ant-Man without his helmet. But it also had teeny tiny Ant-Man. 
the world's smallest Funko Pop. The thing is maybe an inch tall. And the funny thing about it is that all Marvel toys that come from Funko, as well as Star Wars, and this might be a question that you didn't never, never uh, got answered before, but you've had, for sure, if you've been collecting Funkos, is uh, why is it that all the Star Wars ones and all the Marvel ones are bobbleheads, while most of the other ones are not? It comes down to toy licensing rights. Uh, <laughs> there are other companies that have iron grips on action figure rights for Star Wars and for Marvel. And so, technically, the normal pop vinyl without the bobblehead portion is considered an action figure. And so, every Marvel uh, or Star Wars Funko Pop has to come out as a bobblehead because that is a separate classification and is not a part of agreements they have with other toy companies. And so, in order to make, they had to make this tiny little thing, a bobblehead. And so, you can see the head's not fully attached. Uh, I don't know if there's a spring in there, but if you shake it enough, the head does move around. So, I guess it qualifies. But uh, I just thought that was pretty funny. They still had to make that teeny tiny thing, a bobblehead. Uh, but it's really cool. I have Giant Man, and he's like a... Uh, six inches tall then i have like normal ant-man then i have which is three and a half inches tall then i have a two inch tall ant-man minifigure that looks very similar to the pops so you can't really tell it's not a part of the progression and then i have the tiny one inch ant-man i have them all standing in a row so it really looks like you know he's shrinking or growing depending on which direction you're going uh i'm gonna yeah tiny ant-man that's my favorite uh, what else have we got here? Uh, that seems to be all of the questions here in the Discord uh, that I can find. Uh, so I have two more questions, and that come from emails. And uh, this first one is, uh, uh, I think I'm going to save the last one for the final one, because it's a funny one and it'll probably be a quick one. Uh, so I'll save that for the sign out portion of the show. So for this one, uh, the question is, uh, with all the time and energy, this volunteer job takes you with LTN or the morning show. Why do you keep doing it? Uh, that's a, that's a very good question. Uh, a lot of you might not realize, uh, I don't, I don't get paid for this. This is a volunteer job, as are most with LTN right now. Um, and even even the paid positions, you're not getting paid all that much. <laughs> because this is, a, this is a nonprofit. It's a nonprofit organization. Uh, we have people that donate funds to help us keep the radio station on the air and help us uh, you know, do other cool things with, with Love Thy Nerd. This is the one I mainly focused on because it's the one I'm involved in. Um, and... Uh, Every now and then they help out in other ways. Uh, someone donated a, uh, a chair for me, like a, a like a, a gaming type chair, because I've been sitting on an old church pew seat <laughs> at my home for the last several years. Uh, so it's it's been nice. It's been making things a lot easier. Um, but but yeah, you know, aside from that kind of stuff, I don't really make any money for this. Uh, and I never have, even before LTN, when we were doing it for Backward Radio, I never have made any money from it. Uh, I, I'm i not going to say I don't care about not making money, 
because it would be dope to get Payne to do this because that would mean I could <laughs> drop one of my other three uh, part-time jobs. Uh, but the purpose about this it was never making money. It does take me a lot of time and energy, and that's for sure. Uh, but the one of the things that Mo always tells me because uh, I've since starting this with Mo and seeing how great we are together, how much chemistry we have together uh, on the show, there have been several instances where we thought she had to move away, like we thought that was coming. Uh, one where like half the family had already moved before things just flipped around and they had to come back. But <laughs> uh, in all those cases, I've been worried that she'd want to stop. And she's always made it clear to me that literally the the only true thing that would be a big regret from leaving is having to stop doing the show. And she's told me about all of her friends. There's a lot of friends who know that she does this, knows that it takes up, you know, a big chunk of her week every week and says, you know, why do you do this? You're not even getting paid for this. Why do you do it? There's just something about this, this opportunity to connect with people, this opportunity to reach people, even in silly ways that really speaks to the, the, the heart that, that she has and the heart that I have for people like <laughs> I'm not saying we're, we're out here, you know, changing souls like Billy Graham. Cause you know, we're not. We're, we're talking about weird news and Florida man and playing games and eating weird junk food. And, you know, it's, it's mostly, it's 90% goofball stuff, but it's 10% really important stuff. And it's, and it's in that 90% that people get comfortable enough and trust us enough to listen to that important 10%. Throughout the, the last several years we've been doing this, we've been doing this in, in some form or fashion now for, uh, gosh, six, seven years, seven, eight years, maybe. I don't even remember. But I mean, we've been doing a lot. We've been doing this for a long time. And in that time, we have had probably at least close to 100 people reach out to us with heartfelt messages about how what we talked about on the show or in the blog or whatever else that we had posted really meant a lot to them. And not just in a, Oh, that was nice way. But like, this was something that we needed to hear. This was something that God used to speak to them. And oftentimes the same thing happens to us. The same thing will happen to us. You know, we're not most of the stuff that we talk about on the show, especially the heavy topics we're not experts in. This is stuff that we have to research and and dig in and then kind of talk through together, and it grows us. You know, we'll be we'll be talking to this talking this stuff through in real time. Mo and I kind of make it a point to not talk to each other about the stuff we're going to talk about on the show before we actually record, because we want you to hear in real time us have this conversation and us have some realizations and us walk through all these different things. Because that's really how you learn and how you grow is being open-minded, being willing to be wrong, being willing to learn and to grow 
And this kind of stuff is important in a lot of a lot of ways, in a lot of aspects, and it just doesn't exist in enough avenues. Like we talk about for the radio station, we talk about from the very beginning how this is a Christian radio station. It's not always a positive, encouraging radio station. And by that, I'm not saying that it's not a biblical-based radio station. I'm not saying it's not a hopeful radio station. But I am saying that you're going to hear songs and you're going to hear discussions that are sometimes difficult, that touch on difficult topics, things that Christians don't want to acknowledge are happening in the world or even within the church. You're not really going to hear NF on K-Love. You know what I mean? You're not... (laughs) NF talks about so many difficult things, so many struggles, mental health issues, uh, deep, dark questions. Those kind of things you're not going to hear in mainstream Christian radio. And now more and more mainstream Christian radio is just becoming, you know, all worship all the time, which there's absolutely nothing wrong with worship. But... Studies show that sometimes sad music helps someone who is sad to feel better. Studies show that music that talks about tough topics helps people struggling with those topics just a little bit more. Helps them be a little bit more hopeful. Helps them realize that they're not the only one going through this. The closest that most mainstream radio stations get to that is for King and Country, which is a fantastic band, and we play a lot of them. But because their songs touch on a few difficult topic, topics, but in a more pop-friendly way, they get to sneak into these radio stations, which I think is great. Honestly. Truly. I think that's Moe's favorite Christian artist. Uh, one of my top favorites. But there's not enough of them. We can't put it all on the backs of for King and Country. <laughs> They're able to sneak in. But more should be done. And so you can turn into a morning show on one of the mainstream stations. And I'm not saying they're bad at all. And I'm not saying they're not entertaining at all. But I am saying you're only going to hear the positive stuff. You're not going to hear a lot of the struggles you'll hear vague references to struggles and you'll hear bits and pieces of testimonies from people that are calling in saying, well, I once did this and this, but your radio station helped me with this. And yeah, I mean, that's great. It's absolutely great. And one of my favorite things that Caleb does, uh, I don't know if they still do it, but I know they did at one point made it a priority to put a transmitter by every prison in America. So, Prisoners can listen to Caleb. I think that's necessary. And I think that that exists for a reason. And I never want to come off as saying that, you know, Caleb is bad or any of those mainstream stations are bad or wrong or doing it wrong. I am saying that there is a market that's being missed. And that is this, what we're trying to do here. It's a different ministry. It's just like... LTN. LTN started to minister to a different section of society that is often ostracized. And we are here. We started as a radio station to reach a different section of the, the faith, a different section of the church body. 
that often feels like if they aren't in this spiritually wonderful place, if they don't always feel like, uh, you know, singing worship music at the top of their lungs, if they're struggling with addiction or guilt or shame or doubt or any of those things, that they have no place to go. They feel like they have no place to go, no one to understand that they should just sit there in their guilt and shame, that they'll never be a good enough Christian, that they'll never be a believer. They probably aren't even a real believer. They're probably going to hell. That's the kind of stuff that we're like, hey, (laughs) you're not alone in feeling this way. That's why we're here. That's why we play the music that we do. That's why a lot of the music that you'll hear on our station tackles these tough topics. Because it needs to be done. These artists exist. These artists are given these songs for their personal ministry of creating this music, but you're not hearing them anywhere because they don't have that pop friendly feel or because they don't have that tone that mainstream Christian radio seems to be built upon right now. And that's sad. That makes me sad. And that's why we exist. And that's why uh, <laughs> that's why we're going to keep it running. Even if one day LTN decides, hey, we're, we probably won't do this anymore, we'll probably still keep going. And it might not be with a morning show. Who knows? Who knows what the future will hold? God will be doing a lot of awesome things in our future. Uh, I know that for sure. But as to what that's going to look like, I don't know. But I do know that we are reaching a lot of people. We're helping a lot of people. Sometimes indirectly, sometimes directly with the show. But in either case, that makes it worthwhile. It's not a job. It's a ministry. It's something that we know we're equipped for. And to not do it just because it takes up a little bit of time throughout the week that would almost be throwing a gift away right so that's why that's why we keep doing it that's why I want to keep doing it as long as I possibly can so we'll see what happens I'm going to take one more break when I come back I'm going to answer the final question and send us off Uh, stick around What's up, nerd? You digging this podcast? Well, the audio enjoyment doesn't end there. Visit LTNOnAir.com and make LTN Radio your new go-to for the best Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie, as well as our exclusive LTN shows and podcasts, some of which air on the station before they're available anywhere else. Visit LTNOnAir.com to listen now and find the link to our app. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Backroom Morning Show. As we are closing out the show for today, I'm going to answer one final ask me anything question, and that is, what is one weird thing about you that we may not know? Uh, <laughs> I think I've mentioned this a couple times on the morning show, but but people, uh, some people don't believe me, and some people just have never noticed. Most of the time, I I do not have eyebrows. Like I have them but I shave them off. Uh, and I know that sounds weird, 
Um, but hear me out. <laughs> when I don't shave them, they become crazy wild old man eyebrows like quick. Like they do not grow at a at a consistent speed. <laughs> like just have really long ones, really short ones, all intermixed. They're just really gross looking, and I've always hated them. And so I, I shave them, not like uh, skin close. Like I don't, I don't like get my razor and you know shaving cream up there. But when I'm you know clipping my my hair, you know I'll I'll you know clip over them too to where you can't really see the eyebrows anymore. When they're when they're really short, uh, I'm feeling them right now. When they're really short, uh, they're very very bleach blonde so you can barely see them anyway it's only when they get a little bit longer they start getting darker uh so pretty much as soon as they get dark i shave them off again uh (laughs) and you can't tell most of the time if i'm wearing my glasses you really can't tell because i have thick frames and the frames go right over the area where my my uh my brow is uh but i also have a very expressive brow like you know the bone area or the you know tissue area there so even without the eyebrows you can see the expressions that i'm making i can i can do the rock eyebrow even without the eyebrow it still looks right it's only when i take my glasses off that you can notice something's weird um by the way uh, if you didn't know there's there's another famous person in history who who does not have eyebrows and that is whoopi goldberg go look at any picture of whoopi goldberg she does not have eyebrows so uh, it's me and whoopi me and Whoopi together forever in, in no eyebrow country. <laughs> uh, that's going to do it for the show today. Be sure to check out all of what we do online at lovethynerd.com. We've got amazing articles and all things nerdy as well as this show, LTN Radio, and our other podcasts and videos. If you'd like to directly support our mission to become a financial partner with Love Thy Nerd, and specifically with LTN Radio, then please visit lovethynerd.com slash partner, and you can choose LTN Radio from the drop-down menu. Love Thy Nerd is a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization, and your gift is tax-deductible. Follow us on all the socials at the back row LTN, at LTN on air, and at Love Thy Nerd to get more involved with the show and our other projects. And to continue the conversation, you can join our Discord at backrowdiscord.com. You can also find us hanging out at the Love Thy Nerd community Facebook group and at lovethynerd.com slash Discord. Uh, lastly, remember that we air first exclusively on LTN Radio, ltnonair.com, every Monday through Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern with an encore at 10 a.m. But if you miss a day or just can't catch the show live, find the Back Row Morning Show podcast version on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc. Subscribe, rate five stars, and leave a review. All that helps us out immensely. Now, just a reminder, this is the only new show for this week. Tomorrow and Wednesday, there will be reruns on the radio station. There will be nothing in the podcast. Uh, On Thursday, it will be a new episode of the Back Row Rewind, which you can find in the LTN Specials podcast on all your podcast apps. Uh, That's part of our LTN specials line where you'll also find things like LTN Rewind and Bible Thump and Matt and Bubba in the Morning, uh, all these kind of fun shows that don't have their own podcast feed. Uh, But as for new episodes of the Back Row uh, Morning Show, we should be back next week, (laughs) next Monday through Wednesday. All should be brand new shows with both Mo and I. So we hope to see you then. Uh, Final thought for today is uh, I really do appreciate 
being a part of this. I really do appreciate this new community that LTN has welcomed us in. Uh, we're closing in on a year. Uh, this this just a couple months away, three months away, I think. We'll we'll have reached maybe four. Uh, beginning of October, however long that is, <laughs> we're closing in. We're we're getting there to a full year. I'm pretty excited about it. I think it's been a good run so far. Uh, I hope y'all are enjoying it. Uh, if you listen to this on the podcast, which you don't listen to LTN Radio, give it a shot. LTNOnAir.com. I think you'll like it. I think you'll like it. It's free. It's free. It's always free. You can find it on LTNOnAir.com. You can play it right there from your web browser on your phone or on your computer. You can also download the Live 365 app and search for LTN Radio and favorite that. So it'll put it right there on the front page of it for you. Uh, Or you can download the Alexa skill. Go to your uh, Alexa store, your skill store, and search for LTN Radio and uh, enable that. And then all you have to do is say, Alexa, play Love Thy Nerd. And uh, it'll do that for you. Uh, I think most people who listen to us actually listen to us through their Alexas. That's the number one uh, source, generally. Uh, So, yeah, all that. We love you. It's been fun. I've enjoyed this. It's been nice and laid back. Uh, I've got to answer a lot of questions. Hope you learned stuff about me. I hope I was interesting enough for you. Once again, I'm Radio Matt. And remember, if nobody else tells you, we promise that it's true. Jesus loves you, nerd. (laughs) 